Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Brad, I'm sure you've seen um, that Disney is releasing the live-action remake of Mulan on Disney Plus for an additional fee. Uh, it's thirty bucks to to watch it on on uh, Disney Plus, which is almost six months of Disney Plus. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, I. What do you think about that? About them putting out movies on on Disney Plus exclusively for a uh, an additional fee? Well, okay. So, is this exclusively on Disney Plus, or is this Disney Plus and theaters? No, I think it's I think it's exclusively on Disney Plus, and not available like on iTunes or anything. I don't I do not believe that it's going to theaters. Okay. So I I don't know this actually what this makes me feel like is that Disney has no faith in Mulan. Like that's that's this feels like a direct to video sequel, right? <laughs> I, you know you know what I'm saying? I, in some ways. In other ways, it abs- the $30 price tag absolutely does not make it feel like that. Right. But saying that it's going to be locked into a single service and, you know, we're not going to to put it on iTunes or put it on Google Play Movies, uh, YouTube, whatever, seems limiting to me. And, and I, like... Honestly, I didn't even know this was a thing. I first found out about this because I had a coworker who messaged me and said, "Hey, uh, so what's the deal with this Disney Premier Access thing?" Uh, or, or the question I think was, "Do you have Disney Premier?" And I'm like, "Disney <laughs> Premier? I don't think so." So I like looked it up online, and you know, there's this Disney Premier thing that is uh, what like. And basically annual passes to uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Right. And I'm like, surely don't have they're that. not asking me about that, but I don't have that. And then, you know, and so I'm still looking and I'm like, uh, no, I don't think I have Disney Premiere. What are you talking about? And they're like, well, it's the, the thing if you want to watch Mulan. And so that's when I even found out that this was happening. And at that point, I said, no, I, I also don't have that Disney premiere. Oh, and I I will I will add in at one point. I even thought they meant the credit card, you know, the, <laughs> yep. the Disney because it's called premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I didn't know that was a thing until that point. And I will I will admit that, you know, um, new kid in the house and everything. I'm I do find myself more out of the loop. But here's the thing. I might find myself out of the Disney loop, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 super fan loop, but I still feel like I'm within the normal people loop. And so that makes me question whether or not all the normal people loop are getting this. Now, you know, my coworker is also not a Disney fanatic and they were they were aware this was a thing. So maybe it's out there more than I think, but yeah, that's that's weird to me. Right now, now my initial thought was that this was going to be Disney Plus and theaters, 
And if it's Disney Plus and theaters, then that changes things for me. Disney.com just Disney.com says available exclusively on Disney Plus. But if it's just on Disney Plus, yeah, that's that's really weird to me. Yep. Yeah, and thirty dollars is a lot. Uh you know, like when Trolls Two or excuse me, when Trolls World Tour came out, uh it was available for twenty dollars to rent on iTunes and, and pretty much everywhere you could get it. It was twenty bucks to rent it, uh and watch it. And I, I get that. I mean, $20, you're not going to go to a theater and spend less than, you know, probably $30. So 20 bucks feels good to me as a way to say like, yeah, you're going to have to watch this at home. It's not going to be as good, but it's also cheaper than going to a movie theater. Um, so I, I got that, but man, yeah, twenty nine ninety nine on top of the Disney Plus subscription fee I already pay feels like a lot now i'm not broken up about it because i had no desire to see this movie uh, even before when it was going to be in theaters so this doesn't affect me at all but i do find it interesting that they settled on that price point and exclusive to people who are paying customers for disney plus so i don't i don't actually have as much of a problem with the price point because uh, it, I feel like it all depends on how you're going to to consume it, right? Now, if it's a one-off thing, then yes, it is costing you $10 more than what Trolls World Tour uh, and what I think there were two or three other movies that had that same, that $20 mm-hmm. rental um, because it was essentially replacing the theatrical release of it. Uh, but the the difference here is that was a 48-hour rental. Right. Right. And my understanding, and again, because I don't, you know, why why would I research for a podcast or anything like that? That would just be crazy, uh, is that this is going to be at least for a month, right? You're going to get this premiere access for a month. Mm-hmm. So then I would be able to watch Mulan as many times. Now, I only would care about watching it one time. Right. Yeah. But I am now in a household that gets to, you know, we were watching Frozen multiple times per day. We were watching Frozen 2 multiple times per day. We were watching Trolls. Well, right now we're on Trolls World Tour. Uh, but, you know, if if we watch Trolls War- World... Blah, man, that is hard to say. If we were watching Trolls World Tour, uh, you know, and then we get to the end and my daughter was like, again, again, again... I don't want to have to shell out another 20 and I'm not going to shell out another $20. I'm just going to be totally honest with you, but it would be much easier for me to say, okay, well, you know what? I've, I've got this for a month and yeah, sure. You can, you can watch it again. Um, also I, I do want to see this new Mulan. I'm not going to pay $30 to see it cause I don't want to see it that badly, Right. but I'm also, I don't I, I don't know. Do, maybe you and I differ on this. I don't assume that Mulan is f- always going to be premier access. I assume it's going to be premier access for some period of time after which it will, you know, work its way into the uh, the the copper tier of <laughs> Disney Plus, the regular the old base offering tier. Yes. Of Disney Plus. Yeah, almost certainly it, it will have to eventually go to, you know, everybody. Which I'm cool with. I'll probably watch it when it's 
quote, you know, free, no additional charge. But until then, I don't even know if there is a movie I'd pay $30 to see. If I knew I could wait a month or two and see it for no additional charge, you know, like I don't care that much about seeing it right when it comes out. Well, okay. But you say, you say a month or two, right? It could be more like six months, which is, which, uh, you know, that would be more there. There are some movies that I would, I would be willing to, to see six months or because there are movies that I'm willing to go to the movie theater to go and watch. Sure. And, while there are there are movies that I need the movie theater experience or I, I don't ever need the movie. I desire the movie theater experience to watch that movie and to really take like um, uh, the the Avengers Endgame movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see that in a theater. And so I did. But there are other movies like um, Soul. Right. I will really want to see Soul. I don't really know that I care about seeing it in a movie theater. But I'd like to see it when it came out. And if I had the option to spend thirty dollars to watch Soul, I would actually I would actually think pretty seriously about that because hmm. I have a pretty decent, you know, home theater setup. You know, I've got a got a nice TV, I have a nice sound system. And if I don't care about having the the huge movie theater setup, um, you know, I, I kind of have to balance that with, you know, if if I'm doing this as part of a bigger experience, like I'm going with a bunch of friends who all want to go to the movies or, you know, Nancy and I are, are getting a, a night away from the kids and we're going to go watch it. You know, it's a date night or something like that. Then sure. Go to the movies. But otherwise, you know, I'm going to spend if I don't get to go to a matinee showing what? Twelve dollars, twelve, thirteen dollars now. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was pre uh, pre global pandemic. I don't know what it's going to be after, um, but let's just let's just say that it was twelve dollars each, right? And and at minimum, Nancy and I are going to go. So that's twenty four dollars to go to the movie theater, or I can spend six dollars more and get access to that movie for a month, and maybe you know I I, I might even turn it on an, another time there within that month if i if i really enjoyed it or something or maybe i just wanted to rewatch something and then when you know i accidentally well i you know what not accidentally when i'm at my own house i would say accidentally at the movie theater because it's so flipping expensive but i get the i get a large drink and i need to stop partway through to go to the restroom <laughs> i don't have to open my little you know uh what p times app or whatever it's called to to find out where can I you know what part of the movie is the best time to go mm-hmm. and it can give me a little synopsis oh this is a great app uh, if if you if you have a need for something like that but I think it's called instead, Run P Run P there we go thank you yes that is that is the app it's it's a great app but instead I can just pause the movie go to the restroom and come back and so I do see a benefit to being able to spend thirty dollars to in some cases avoid the the cinema experience now that's probably not a great thing right because ultimately that will drive movie theaters further into the ground quicker if people have you know because i i think i don't think everybody is this way but i think there are a decent number of people who are that way who are like if i didn't have to go to a movie theater to watch every movie i wouldn't go to watch every movie and 
you know, not having, not being able to, to, to sell a lot of, uh, snacks, it's going to really hurt the movie theater industry. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hurt the movie theater industry. I like them to be around for things like Avengers Endgame. Uh, but uh, again, I could see a benefit to that. And so the discussion that is more interesting to me is the extension of premier access to, you know, other Disney films. I think it's going to all depend on how well Mulan does. I kind of have two two thoughts on this. If Mulan does really well and they make a bunch of money, they're going to obviously do this again. Like if this is a, a positive revenue generator for them, they'll totally do it again. The issue I think they're going to run into though is with Mulan, people are going to get a gauge of how long that's in premier access. And if Mulan does poorly and it and, comes and falls out quickly and it falls out in a month or two, then the next time they do this, if it's people are not going to pay because they think, oh, it's just going to come out in a month or two. But, you know, if it then does well and lots of people buy it, then the people who didn't, who weren't going to, you know, it's, it's, it could go poorly and i honestly i think mulan is a bad a bad one to start with because i don't think it's going to do very well well uh, and, but they and, they need it they they want to just get it out there right i think sure. that's i think that's the biggest thing is they wanted to get it out there they needed a way to get it out there uh and they are seeing what they feel like is an opportunity to cross promote and add some more subs to the disney plus platform and they're going to use Mulan to to potentially be a driver for that. I think that that's a hundred percent why they're doing it with with Mulan to start with, because Mulan's already done, needs to get out. Yeah, let's let's add some Disney Plus while we're at it. Yeah, I just don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna flop, like critically, not not necessarily on Disney Plus, but I I do think it's gonna be a, a critical failure. And I don't think it's a good canary in the coal mine for how this premier access thing is going to work. Yeah. And, and you know, what may, what may end up happening here is they'll put Mulan on there. It, it could very well flop. And if it does, it could get fast tracked into Disney plus normal. And as you said, that will possibly negatively affect the next thing. But what you could end up seeing, like, let's say that let's say that Soul was the next movie to go there. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I honestly expect that movie to do really well. They could, you know, a a month or two in, they could be like, "Ooh, it's not looking great. But guys, let's 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 hold out because, you know what, this we we expect a lot more out of this movie. And, you know, month three, month four they could see a huge uptick as people who expected it to come out in a month or two are now like, Oh, I don't know when it's going to come out. Well, I, I definitely want to see it. So I guess I'm going to pony up for this premier access thing. And so I think they could definitely still self-correct after Mulan. It's just going to be a question of if they're going to want to, to give it another go after that point. Yeah, totally agree. So moral of the story is neither of us is paying $30 to see Mulan. And we're waiting to see what more could could come from Premier Access. And, and I think they should put a hard date on it. Honestly, I think I think they should come out and say this is going to be six months. Mulan is Premier Access. Mulan is coming to Disney Plus. It will release for Premier Access members on 
insert date here. Right. It will release for all Disney Plus members yes. on insert day here. That makes it so much easier to make a judgment call on whether you want to pay the money. Because if I know that I, I'm going to have to wait six months for Mulan, I don't care. But if I'm going to have to wait six months for, you know, Incredibles, like if, if, if Incredibles was coming out now, and I was going to have to wait six months to be able to see Incredibles, I would pay $30 to see it. See? Uh, yeah. So I think I think a hard date would do them really a lot of good. But hey, there was something uh, this week that made me happy. Did, did, did Premiere Access really make you unhappy? It feels to me like Premiere Access made you no. interested. Mu- and I'm interested. Mulan, the, the remake of Mulan makes me sad. BioReconstruct last week uh, posted a picture of Fantasmic from the air, um, and it's drained for maintenance, which I don't really have much to say about. Like, ov- obviously, you got to drain the lake to do maintenance on the water projectors and stuff, but I'm just really happy that they're doing maintenance on, on Fantasmic uh, and that it, they're not just letting it die on the vine. Uh, so that's that's all I really wanted to say about that is thanks, Disney, for doing maintenance and trying to make my favorite nighttime show better i don't know i you say that you have to do you know and yes you definitely have to do that to do maintenance you also have to do it if you're you know deciding is it worth keeping around oh brad you're the worst to really look at everything (laughs) i just made it a point to say this made me happy you jerk (laughs) well it it didn't this doesn't suddenly not make it happy so one thing that i did find interesting about that image is the boat is still there mm-hmm. right like in the in the non-existent water um which i i mean i get that that you know the way everything works and and all that but it just it weirds me out to see a boat on dry land like that you know i, I do do you think that boat floats and is pulled or because i think that boat just rides on a rigid well, there's a pole. rail there's a there you see the rail that goes all the way around right yeah but the boat yeah. is clearly dead centered on right the boat um, the boat is is guided by that but i'm thinking that the boat is on two poles and does not float and so it is still supported by those and is at the level of the water you see what i'm saying or do you think that uh, yes. the boat floats and it's on like a chain i think it floats but I don't know. That could, you know what? Maybe that'll be a, maybe that'll be a future fun fact or something. We'll actually <laughs> do some research for for our listeners rather than just going. I think this. I think that. Um, and then we can, you know, then we can go from there. But yes, they are they are doing maintenance. Um, either that or they're deciding it's it's quicker to keep all the water out of there right now. I. You know, maybe maybe it's going to be less wear and tear on everything without the <laughs> without the water in. Though you can definitely tell the canoes float. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I will also say though that you know hopefully they're not going to leave the water out too long because given you know we t- we talked last episode, which was forever ago. We're sorry about that. I promise <laughs> we are we are trying to get you know hopefully bad. you're not going to be moving anymore my children will be uh, we'll, we'll we'll start getting a handle on our lives better moving forward but um anyway the last time we talked you know dealing with all of the uh, not great things that have happened as as things have been turned on that have maybe been turned off a little too long i i just hope they don't keep fantastic turned off too long um 
to to have to deal with a lot of those a lot of those same things. Yeah. Me but too. Anyway, yes, Fantasmic stuff is being done. Yay. Um that's all fine and good. Also, uh the people mover started moving again last week. Which uh, if you want to been... talk about things that can make somebody happy, that made me extremely happy. Yeah. The uh, because I was extremely scared that it was not going to be moving again. Do you think they could take away the people mover? Yeah. What, uh, Rocket Rods, my friend, would like to have a would like to have a discussion with you. So I yeah, but man, that so the difference. Like I think I think the whole Rocket Rods debacle was an unfortunate thing where they thought they could do something more fun did not do any of the work to make sure it would work and then destroyed the entire infrastructure of the attraction. And I, I, that was just an unfortunate series of events where someone said, let's just make that fast. And no one thought to think, do you think that slow moving attraction could handle going real fast? They just did it. And then the whole thing broke and now it's unusable because it's unsafe. So I don't think that I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, they definitely wouldn't make that mistake again, but as far as just getting rid of it, like, man, the people mover is such a, such a like classic and important thing for Tomorrowland. That would be like ripping out a little piece of, of Tomorrowland. Yeah. I, I, here's the thing. I don't, I, I love the people mover. I don't think that it has the level of importance that we would like to believe that it has in that. I don't think that it is a untouchable attraction by any stretch. It's definitely Um, a people eating attraction when it works, (laughs) which has been questionable over the last couple of years, you know? Well, and even if it does work, like does the ability to get to it work and, you know, stuff like that has, has always been questionable, man, they got to do something about that. That speed ramp is way less reliable than the attraction itself. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it is impossible that it would get replaced. No, I don't think that Rocket Rods will will be something that happens again. But I think Rocket Rods is proof that you know a people mover is something that they're willing to replace. And when Rocket Rod, so for you know what, we should probably just take a quick aside and say rocket rods is what replaced the people mover in disneyland yes and essentially it was take the slow moving attraction turn it into a thrill ride and it did not operate reliably at all and so i think it was in i think it was up for like maybe two years uh before they found you know and and it was so everything that i've heard has said that primarily it was because it operated well so infrequently that Mm -hmm. uh that was the primary reason that they just finally gave up on it and in the process of transitioning from people mover to rocket rods everything was completely changed and then they never bothered moving you know turning it back into people mover and so now the the people mover track just i does it still sit there just unused Mm -hmm. just with all the old rocket rods i didn't know they finally torn that down or not i no it's still uh, there still i haven't researched it lately so still an elevated track above tomorrowland yep that just is nothing so uh, you know 
that was that's what that's what we're discussing when we say rocket rods but that that makes me think that they could do something so i am glad that people mover is still moving because that leads me to believe that they are legit refurbishing this attraction and not uh getting it ready for trying the, to fix the it. scrap heap yes yeah yeah make it more better it does not it does it really doesn't need more better i think that it's you know great as it is and you know, still can pull a crowd mm-hmm. um, when it needs to. And that's like every attraction does not. People Mover is oh. not an e-ticket attraction. And not every attraction has to be an e-ticket attraction. Dude, when that Tron roller coaster's done. Yeah. The People Mover is going to get way better. Because you're going to have a really good view of that really cool looking Tron building. Mm, mm-hmm. Because or they could they could expand the people mover. That would be dope if they could somehow do that, or or at least create better views of it. But that Tron, like if you look at the one in Shanghai, if you get if you can get close to that with all of the colors and see the roller coaster running and stuff, I think that's going to make the people mover a and lot get the cooler. and get a just a different view of it because mm-hmm. that elevated view is just a different view. Yeah, yep. I hadn't thought about that until until we were talking about it but yeah i think i think that's going to make a big difference Mm. so hopefully hopefully the people mover is is still around um yes i i do enjoy the fact that it's it's moving or has been has been moving let it continue to move because other attractions don't always move (laughs) because they get hit with lightning oh gosh poor rise of the resistance the best speaking the rocket rods of Disney's <laughs> Hollywood Studios. The best, most unreliable attraction that has not been able to catch a break since it was first created was struck by lightning. Poor Rise of the Resistance. I've never felt emotionally for a an inanimate theme park attraction, but man, my heart goes out to Rise of the Resistance. May you may you begin operating properly and not be struck by lightning again so something that i was trying to figure out about that whole rise of resistance thing you know abc news had that video right of the the lightning strike on the the galaxy's edge mountain or whatever Mm -hmm. if you if you remember like way back when uh one of our fun facts was that you know mickey's ear is a lightning rod right Mm mm-hmm there are also going to be lightning rod like there are lightning rods all over the park you can see them right. all over the place that's just a yeah. just a particularly fun one but there's got to be lightning rods on that mountain right like mm-hmm. all over the place so does a lightning and this is you know the lack of electrical engineering brad over here does the lightning rod not take care does it not ground it out in a way that doesn't end up trashing an attraction for i wasn't that down for like an entire day Mm -hmm. yeah you know brad i I think uh nature finds a way to (laughs) sometimes break your lightning rod or or over lightning maybe maybe there's going to be some bigger lightning rods oh my gosh brad uh, it was the emperor added uh it was emperor palpatine it wasn't really lightning taking down taking down the resistance and their rises Oh, that's yes, totally. Now I see the, I see the star destroyer in the background of this. Mm-hmm. One. That would you be awesome, don't. though. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Uh, you that's know, with, no a, with a lot of video editing skills, 
go ahead and just you know modify this video ever so slightly maybe put the the emperor laugh from the the trailer you know <laughs> in there that would be great um but yeah man rise cannot catch a break <laughs> is that attraction is that attraction ever not going to be virtual queue is that is that attraction ever not going to be boarding grouped I don't know if they can. I think I think the boarding group thing could be really good if they can get the attraction running. Uh, I think I think the boarding group thing could be be a really good permanent solution for it. But it's it's not when it doesn't run. Well, okay, but that's the problem. The <laughs> even even the best day of boarding groups, right? I don't think that the and now right now in the 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 now times uh yeah the boarding groups are probably open a bit longer than normal but I, it doesn't feel like that attraction can handle a lot of capacity right now so is it still not running at, at you know full power no or absolutely when, not when will it ever run i don't know correctly? that's why that's why i was saying i wish they had had a chance when the park was shut down for engineers to just 24-7 work on that attraction. Like, have a day crew and a night crew and just work on it. Because that's what it needs. Because I can I can assure you, it, it was just uh, yesterday, I think, didn't open until 2. It's supposed to open with the park, but the uh, rise didn't open until 2 o'clock p.m. And it's like, obviously it's not working correctly still because they're still having issues that cause it to not open with the park or boarding groups are, you know, they're not making it through all of the boarding groups. So they clearly think they can get through more than they are. And there's something that's breaking that. That, yeah, I just, they're still having show stopping bugs. And that's, that's the big issue is it's not, it's not that, that it doesn't run well when it runs, it's that there's still showstoppers happening frequently that cause huge delays or, you know, limited capacity. And that attraction had opened almost nine months ago. Yep, December 5th, right? After, yes, after it spent a lot of time being built mm -hmm. and then time testing prior to opening and all of the like just think back to all the stuff that happened before this ride was even open and now they it just still can't get going this is just it's wild to me and i i honestly am starting to wonder if it will ever be a fully open attraction and i think that's a that's a fair thing to wonder for sure like part of me is thinking rocket rods lasted two years. I probably <laughs> sometime in the next 15 months need to get back to Disney so I can experience this attraction before it goes away too. But though, even though honestly, I do not expect this, this attract, like it could be this way for two whole years and they would just keep chugging along. They have dumped yep. way more money than they ever dumped into rocket rods on this sucker. They will make this thing work. Dadgummit. Yeah, no, they they're not gonna they're not gonna throw all their work away. But yeah, I I think it might be a while. It's been a while. It's yeah, gonna be a while longer. A while longer. 
Hey, it, maybe maybe they'll have it open by the the next episode we record. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.